Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Queer Cooperative Podcast. I am going to be flying solo on this for a little bit because if you guys have been following the TikTok or also the um, the Discord, oh, the dog wants to be let in. Uh, I'll get that in a second. If you've been following the TikTok, uh, you guys know that Nick, uh, he was the young man that had moved up here because he was, you know, kind of being forced out of his home. It was in a really toxic living situation and needed a place to stay. And I knew him on the Discord and he was one of my moderators. I'll get you, Brutus. I'll get you. Uh, we, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, he'd been living with us for like a month and a half, weren't charging him any rent or anything, we were just trying to help him like get a sense of self and on his feet and all that, and it was a great time having him here, and he, uh, I'm coming, Brutus. A few days ago, he actually, um, his parents conceded, they're going to help him out and go into school, and they're going to be a lot better to him, for all that I understand was told and he left uh, a couple of days ago he's back in Colorado now with his um, his family and friends and he's got uh, he actually has got a new snake and we'll talk about snakes here but let me pause this because I gotta go get the dog unpause okay we're still recording all right cool uh, Brutus actually didn't need to come inside he was just barking at the neighbor dog there's a few in the backyard but uh, yeah Nick went home so it's just me uh, me and the TikTok live and the people there Love you. Uh, and then this Cowboy Bebop playlist in the background, which I hope isn't overwhelming anything. Maybe I should check on that real fast. All right. Yeah, playlist is fine. We're okay. Just making sure that the audio isn't overwhelming anything. Um, yeah, Nick's gone. I'm flying solo. Um, we have some... Hello, Davey. We have some cool people in the chat. Uh, stuff to talk about. I guess there's a lot, because there's been... There's been quite some time since the last podcast I did. Um, <coughs> oh, I got a little hookah. Um, whatchamacallit. Uh, yeah, so I guess like the first thing that happened was I had a, a, a video came across my feed um, probably a week ago feels like about a week week ago um you know just saw a video and like i understand that the video is supposed to be wholesome and great and hey bubba's i'm gonna lay down you're gonna lay down i'm feeling good no yeah i ate so no i don't feel good all right you want on desitron no you sure yeah okay that was alexis my partner um but yeah a video came across and it was just like this bougie uh According to the TikTok page, it came from a via and spa for dogs, and it's basically a doggy hotel or, like, a dog board, and, you know, it was it was kind of just this flex of showing, like, all these dogs in what looked like their own mini hotel rooms, and it upset me, because, you know, in the context of, oh, check out all these dogs, people's pets that have their own hotel rooms that are being boarded up, there's, uh... Human beings being detained and separated from their families and uh, having hysterectomies forced upon them and kids being separated from their parents and just all sorts of bad shit happening at the border. Um, a lot of South and Central American peoples getting absolutely um, brutalized and essentially st stuck into concentration camps in anything but name by American uh, Department of Homeland Security and uh, ICE. Uh, and I hated that. 
made me mad because like also hey united states like we have tons of homeless people because there's a lot of people who don't have a good privilege um like who don't have the privilege or the opportunity to help themselves uh like a lot of people would probably tell them to or order them to and you know i, I just hated that shit uh so i made a video saying i am disgusted by this and like it wasn't like i hate dog hotels or i hate dogs it was i'm disgusted that um you know a dog hotel is being flexed while there's so much shit going on in the world and i'm not really trying to push that you shouldn't enjoy things but like you know what i guess i really wanted to see was like the community behind that or the creator or the owner going like yeah you know what it is really privileged and i acknowledge that I'm only able to run a dog hotel or have a dog hotel or whatever with my dog hotel because I have the privilege to, you know? Um, and I guess with my integrity, like my, my soul, I could never, I could never look at a person, like especially like one of the Central and South Americans being brutalized at the border or any of the numerous uh, like brutalized people in the United States, I could never look at that and um, by the way, TikTok Live, I'm looking at what you're saying, I'm just, I'm recording, and I'm recording this too, but <laughs> I guess I'll, it, some people are popping up in here, um, and are, uh, talking about what I'm talking about. Anyway, I, I could never face a person who is impoverished or brutalized or, mar brutalized or marginalized and be like, oh, by the way, have you seen this dog hotel? Look at all these puppers who get their own, like, hotel-style rooms and stuff. I'm like, no way, man. Like, I've... I, I'm i lucky now, right? But that's only in the sense that as a pansexual brown guy in the United States, that's a second-generation immigrant, like, I had to fight, like, literally to, to get some of the things that... A lot, of, a lot of other people just get so for example like i own a suburban home in south idaho which you know low-income area farm community rural like and to get to that point like i had to i was homeless i busted my ass i had a shitty toxic family that used and abused me um I tried everything. I tried college. I joined the workforce. It was still wasn't up. It was still hard. I was looking at losing my home or not being able to go to school because, you know, money. So I ended up enlisting. And then I ended up getting, like, super damaged. Like, I literally just got my, um, my VA verification saying that they're finally going to start paying me disability. And, like, I'm 100% disabled, you know? Post-traumatic stress disorder, unstable, degenerative disc disease, uh, herniated disc and cervical spine. It goes on from a lot of shit that happened to me in like a key event, which was my duty incident, uh, a little bit outside of Seattle, and like, yeah, now I'm going to be collecting a retirement and stuff, but that was only at the expense of my body and mind and years of my life, which is what a lot of marginalized people have to go through, you know, like you you see pretty consistently at-risk people or marginalized people, you know, like the, like the black community or the, uh, people of color community or the LGBT community have to do stuff like get military service in order to be respected as if they were, you know, a white person or something. Um, uh, and it just sucks. Like, I hate seeing that. And I guess I would have left with that. I was ready to move on. I did my little video and I was like, good to go with carrying on about my day and raising awareness for other stuff. 
Um, and like Davy Senpai in the chat is saying, so to clarify, you're not mad that there's a dog hotel, you're mad that animals are being treated better than real people that need real help. Kind of. Like, I understand the necessity for dog hotels. I understand that, like, hey, you gotta, sometimes you're gonna have to go somewhere, so you have to board your pet. And I'm not saying any of that's bad. I honestly just wanted a lot of that community to acknowledge, like, hey, like, it's a real privilege that you have the money to put your dog into a hotel-style board. Uh, a dog spa. You know, because I know a lot of people who are who have been in the same boat or will be in the same boat um, as me understand, like, what a fucking luxury that is to be able to provide for your animal. You know, for your property, basically, because let's not shit ourselves, right? Um, animals are property. You pay for them, you're responsible for them, you own them, right? And the massive response I got from, we'll call it the dog spa community, was like, How dare you say this, you heartless motherfucker? Do you hate dogs? That, that was like the massive response I got from them. And it kept getting funnier and funnier because like, in particular, there was one person who was duetting it who was like, they provide a good service and like, they operate off of donations and da-da-da-da-da and we need them and like, this... I'll assume, well, this AFAB person was just getting crazier and crazier and crazier. Um, and I wasn't even really responding with except anything to just, like, duetting it and not saying shit. And then, like, this person came after my partner. And then eventually, like, we had essentially just had been duetting every single, like, thing she was making against us. <laughs> and then she was like, shit and then deleted her stuff and she said some crazy stuff like i like she was trying to promote herself as like a white ally in a hetero relationship but like honestly just showed that she's more of what um someone has enlightened me to the term of like yeah she made like seven or eight whole ass videos <laughs> says vic um but like she was just a performative activist she was just like another one of those white people that's just like oh look i did the thing today i no one can call me racist or no one can call me this and yeah I, don't know, I think the funniest thing about her page was that she was trying to make her bearded dragon the poster child for ford trucks and like why would you want any pet to be the poster child for the vehicle that runs over more protesters than any other vehicle <laughs> Um, so that happened, and, uh, I, I lost, like, I think somewhere between 600 to 1,000 followers over it out of, like, the 95,000 or something, and, like, dude, there was so many people in the comments popping up and be like, it's my right, or it's not a priv it's not a privilege to put your dog in a dog hotel, I'm like, hell yeah it is, dude, like, if you really don't think you're privileged if you have the money to put shit or put your dog into a dog hotel and spa, I think you are... You don't have a good understanding of what privilege is. And, uh, like, specifically the girl who made all those duets with my channel, where uh, she, she was like, uh, whatchamacallit, like, I'm privileged, and I'm da-da-da, and I know, and, like, it was a lot of white guilt. Um, which, like, guilt privilege, and Alexis really pointed this out a lot, like, is not, that's not how you use your privilege for guilt, or for, for the greater good. Using your privilege and being guilty about it like, helps no one but you feel better about your privilege. The best thing you can do with your privilege is to use your privilege advanced other people's, right? So, like, I have 
this TikTok channel. And, like, originally it was all about home renovations, and it became about politics. And, like, I somehow got to, like, 95,000 viewers or followers. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to use this to, like, promote other issues because I'm privileged to have this following. Um, and that was that. I don't know. She said me and Alexis were, like, thieves, too, because apparently at some point we were begging for money when we never did. We just it like we got here we made videos people made us make it or asked us to make a GoFundMe and they donated to it like like we put about 15 grand to this house in climbing I think six to eight of that came from donations and stuff uh, but it was never requested it was never a thing where I was like hey guys can you please help me out and having such a hard time um, it was just like people donating that out of the goodness of their hearts and out of nowhere um, I love you, Davey. You rock. Uh, just responding to the TikTok here. But also, uh, so that was that. And I still get people popping up, saying stuff, or saying how it's bad. I think the funniest thing was there was one dude, like, this big job of the hut motherfucker who, uh, like, kept, who was, like, was all about race cars or something, who was like, you don't know how bad it is to be homeless. I've been homeless. Homeless people only steal. You try having homeless people in your house and living with you. And it's like, I, at the time, literally had a, a homeless person living with me. <laughs> you know, it was funny. It was a good time. But uh, that's that. Not a lot of other news going on there. Uh, we got a snake. I think I talked about that. Maybe I just talked about it on the TikTok Live, but got Vlad the snake. A little, uh... Little ball python. Alexis got me from PetSmart. We don't usually like supporting PetSmart or Petco, but we don't have any other options here in rural Idaho, really. Uh, we did have a really cool pet store in uh, Oak Harbor, Washington, and I love that place. That place was awesome. It was uh, they got from good, they got their stuff from good breeders. They took good care of their pets and animals. Uh, really miss it. It was called uh, I think it was Island Pet Center in Oak Harbor, Washington. So. Ooh, there we go. But uh, let's go to the Discord to see what people would like us to talk about today. Uh, my beautiful friend, uh, Slime Guy, has gotten together some of the stuff people want to hear talk about it. Um, so Fried Shrimp 38 uh, one of my D&D players from the... Oh, I guess that's something I can talk about. I've been facilitating some, two, DM, or two Dungeons & Dragons campaigns as... Uh, as their dungeon master. It's my first time doing it, and it's been a super great time. We've been doing a COVID save, of course, just over Discord, sharing screens and stuff like that. It's been a great time. Uh, but Fried Shrimp would like us to talk about that and do a synopsis of both the campaigns, which I'm more than happy to do. Um, Not a fourth this podcast, by the way. It's just me smoking hookah. I hope you guys are ready for that. <sighs> Honestly, if you're not ready for that by now, you should be, because this is like the fourth or fifth episode. I'm not sure. Uh, so we are using the Lost Minds of Foundelver uh, pre-built campaign from Wizards of the Coast. I really like it. Uh, it's I have no super big complaints to it, other than that like the first encounter and like the first dungeon can be really difficult if you don't 
like give your players an extra level or like a DM PC or uh, give them a uh, like some kind of advantage or manipulate the game so that they don't just get wiped in the first dungeon. Uh, so our first group uh, consists of three player characters. We have Drundik, the half dragonborn bard, um, Norbert, the gnome cleric, and then uh, Gallifreya Casturbaris, who is a half elf ranger. And they're a fun group. Uh, we made I made a DM PC who I didn't think was going to go very far, who was just like a barbarian and. Um, you know, they went through their initial dungeon pretty good. They went kind of the conventional route through the dungeon, cleared it. Uh, a lot of good role-playing there. Uh, like, the personalities are like, the barbarian I made is a mute, so that, like, I don't want anyone except for, like, the NPCs that are key to the players to take over any role-playing or anything. Don't tell them. Oh, my wife, Gina, is, is wanting me to uh, not tell them what happened. Gina, uh, sorry to break it to you, but I'm gonna tell him. Uh, so they went through the first dungeon, uh, killed everything. No one, I don't think anyone got downed except for the barbarian because our barbarian was tanking. Um, freed, uh, Sildar, who is like this kind of like grizzled old, uh, Griffin Knight Company veteran, and he acts as kind of like a good, not necessarily like quest giver, but a a uh, kind of like a set piece to help move the story along if things get kind of stuck, which hasn't been much of a problem. And after that, they adventured over to... Oh, no, actually, something critical happened. Uh, motherfucking uh, <laughs> Norbert the Gnome uh, decided to capture a goblin in, like, the first encounter because, like, the initial fight is, like, a little ambush against goblins. And um, she captured it, and... Honestly, if she would have captured a goblin, excuse me, at like any different time, I think it would have been cool. But because they captured a goblin before entering a goblin dungeon, like it was just struggling the whole time, and Norbert ended up having to cave its head in with her mace, and uh, that was a morale blow. <laughs> oh, Davy's got to get to work. See ya. Yeah, Le Lefty the goblin was murdered by Norbert. Um, and the dungeon proceeded pretty fine. Uh, they made their way to Fandolin, uh, got to, uh, whatchamacallit, got to Fandolin, which is a small frontier town, uh, nothing crazy. It's like maybe a town of like one or two thousand people. It's not, it's not huge at all. Uh, kind of navigated their way to the tavern, got to meet the tavern staff, which includes like Toblin, the innkeeper, and then... Uh, the three barmaids, uh, Fiona, Esmeralda, and Body. And what was it? The Barbarian slept with one of the barmaids. Uh, Drundik the Bard slept with one of the barmaids. Uh, there was actually an issue where Drundik was about to get some with one of the barmaids at first, and then uh, I kind of added a bathhouse to the back of this tavern, and there was like a peeping gang member that Drundik had to ward off and stuff. Um, trying to recall everything. But the party spent their first night there. The second day, uh, they like went around and 
discovered some stuff like there was a murder at the woodworker's house and two of the party members had to try and convince the town master to take it seriously and the only way they could do it was by like casting command onto the town master and like force marching him to the woodworker's house and seeing all the disaster and stuff um and then the bard i think was the only one who splintered off from the party and found like a weird cult under one of the um under one of the shrines which was interesting i won't give too much away uh party also found out that there was a, a bounty on Drundik's head for some person he had murdered or killed, some tyrant he'd killed actually, uh, in a very far off village. And then they also found out by way of nobles uh, trying to assault the tavern that uh, Galfreya has a dark past where she had to um, basically murder a shitty forced marriage husband uh, and escape. And like now that husband's noble family is still pursuing her. Uh, and then they made their way into the next dungeon, where I won't give much away. Uh, and they, they're they making pretty good progress so far. My, <laughs> this, <laughs> uh, We're actually in the middle of that dungeon right now. But the second group, our second group, which is made up of uh, Tequila Dreams, the, I think, High Elf Hunter. It had Hector, the Human Warlock, and then um, Stinky Ratman, the Human Fighter. Uh, and then, of course, we had the DNPC, who was just a hooded figure who was a barbarian. And things were kind of a clusterfuck from the start when they got in there. Because uh, they they have the ambush, they beat the ambush, they got to the first dungeon. And in the first dungeon, they actually were able to make their way through a crawl space and assassinated the dungeon boss, like, first thing by pantsing him with the warlock's unseen servant and then shooting a dart and a uh, a longbow bolt into the dungeon boss's nuts or testes uh, <laughs> and that was a good time we also have there's also a tiefling uh, druid I think it's a druid I'd have to check um, maybe it's not maybe it's something else I can't remember now at this time no it's a it's a tiefling monk and um they freed her and they fought their way through the dungeon and they come to Sildar Hallwinter like they're supposed to and they <laughs> they're supposed to like free him and he's gonna offer them money for like saving him and getting him back to town and stuff but instead like they didn't trust him and told him to lead them out of the dungeon and what ended up happening was he didn't know where the fuck where he was going and just kept back talking the team so uh <laughs> Tequila Dreams, the ranger, shot him in the leg and killed him. Uh, and then which um, the tiefling monk tried to medicine check to stabilize him and crit failed, so ended up killing him. And so Sildar was killed right off the bat. <laughs> and Tequila Dreams decided the best move after that was to sever his head and attach it to her waist belt. Um... And they awkwardly made their way back to town after that, and they got to Barthen's Provisions, which is like the first place where you drop off this cart of goods you're escorting in the first, uh, like, as your initial quest. And they ended up, whatchamacallit, they go into Barthen's. Tequila, the half-elf, or the elf ranger, is just showing off the severed head of this local town hero to everybody, and is gathering a crowd while um, 
Hector and Dorwalla are attempting to negotiate some kind of trade with Barthen, Elmar Barthen of Barthen's Provisions, and... <laughs> Motherf- oh yeah, that's right. Uh, Gina, Gina, also known as uh, Tequila Dream, severed the testicles of the dungeon boss and keeps them with her. Um, but she's showing off this head around town, making this big ruckus, scaring the shit out of Barthen, uh, and then eventually just throwing the head at Barthen, the storekeeper, to intimidate him. And, like, this the person they had killed was, like, a friend to almost everyone in town. And then they make their way around town, and, like, they're going to drop off another set of goods to another place in town. They're trying to drop off some weapons to the Lion Shield Coster, which is like an arms company, and they get confronted by the local gang, the Red Brand Brigands, which that encounter wasn't supposed to happen super fast, but like there was no way it wouldn't have with how much ruckus they're making in the town. Um, and half the party backs out of the fight, so it's just uh, Tequila and Hector the Warlock um, <laughs> fighting these these brigands and what ends up happening is uh tequila gets one shotted by a crossbow in the gut and ends up having to get stabilized by like no one is eager to help her so barthen the storekeeper ends up pulling her into the store and stabilizing her and sending them on their way but because she's crippled and wouldn't pay any money for crutches or anything she ends up dragging herself through the town street and this is a medieval town right um so the street's just filled with horse shit and people shit and grime, and it's just not a pleasant thing. Oh, you letting the dog in, babe? Okay, I'll come help. Uh, there we go. I had to let the dog in real quick. Um, but yeah, so Gina is just crawling through this gross, grimy street, soaking her, like, noble white robes as <laughs> she's doing it. And um, the whole party finally make it makes it to the Stonehill Inn where Toblin Stonehill is there. They have the same NPCs. And um, they, of course, make a scene because they kind of trickle into the tavern one at a time. And then finally, uh, whatchamacallit, <laughs> Tequila just drags her ass in, like, bloodied and covered in, like, just street grime into the tavern and they make her go take a shower before anything else like they make her go take a bath in the bathhouse and um everyone else is kind of just awkwardly discussing things i think like half the characters uh half the party just gets rooms and goes to bed and stuff but like because tequila can't put herself in the bath or anything and can't walk like one of the barmaids helps her and she ends up um She ends up telling the barmaid that she had murdered this guy. um, Or at least was in possession of his severed head. And that causes friction with the innkeeper. Because the innkeeper really liked that guy that she murdered. And, um... Man. (laughs) Sorry. Um... And that causes friction, and he decides his best revenge is to charge her an exorbitant price for the room. Like, it's usually a five silver piece room, and he decides to charge, like, I think it was ten gold pieces. So she decides to sleep in the cart, and then gets rudely awoken by a cleric that next day. Um, and 
the, you know, the team assembles, they figure their stuff out, and they go out about questing. Like, And two of the players went to the Town Master's Hall to go figure out what to do next, and when they go there, uh, the Town Master says a slur to the Tiefling, which is half-breed or demon, and the Tiefling punches the Town Master. Because the Tiefling is a monk, her punch does a whole lot of damage, and she basically KO'd the Town Master, and the Cleric revived him, and then found some more information out. And uh, that's about where the party left for that day. Uh, I'm having a really good time with D&D. It's, uh, it's a big stress lever for me. It's a, it's a real good time. Get to flex those creative brain muscles. Uh, what else we got for topics here from the Discord? <sighs> uh, Rio the Squirrel from the Discord wants to know about spoopy events that have happened to me and my partner. Um... So, like, right now, we know that this house isn't really occupied by spirits, but it is a real big waypoint. Like, it's kind of like, I've said, the truck stop on the spiritual highway or so. Like, a lot of things make pick stops here. Like, I've... Before I shipped out from the Navy, one of the nights I was sleeping here in this house, uh, I woke up to, like, a ghastly young woman, like, hovering above me. And, um... I think that's, like, the most notable one I've recalled... One second. Yeah, um, I can't think of anything too spooky has happened at all recently. Um, I actually can't remember that much what I was doing either. <sighs> got a lot of Luciferian Satanist stuff up, though. Like, I've got a pentacle above my, like, not pentacle, a big ol' uh, beast star above my uh, front door. And then we have a Baphomet idol on the front door facing outward. And, it's good times. It's good times here. I can't. I can't really think of anything more spooky right now. I mean, spookiest thing going on is COVID, right? Uh, Twin Falls is one of the hardest hit areas by COVID because they refuse to wear masks or acknowledge COVID exists. So, like, our local hospital is full, and one of every four patients at that hospital have COVID. Um, so, probably not doing anything for uh, the spooky times. I don't think we're even gonna be hanging out, handing out candy. We're just gonna be chilling. Uh, keep the house dark. Uh, oh, excuse me. Ah, sorry for driving. Okay, um, uh, Slime Guy actually wants me to talk about the new snake we got, Vlad. Uh, again, this is a, I've wanted a reptile ever since Nick moved in and introduced me to having reptiles as pets, and I thought they're super cool. Uh, but I wanted a ball python for a little bit, and Alexis knew that, so, like, the day after they came home from Oregon... Excuse me. <sighs> yeah, we went to PetSmart and got a ball python, and she's real cool. Name's Vlad. Vlad the snake. Uh, real interactive so far. Like, she, she's really into being handled, and that's pretty cool. Got her a little, uh, I think it's like a 20-gallon tank. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm not sure. But it's the snake's not even a juvenile, so it's plenty of room for her right now, and then we'll upgrade it soon and then use the tank for something else. I think I want a beardy. Beardies have been so fun. Um, yeah, love the snake. Been hanging out with the snake. Got a daytime and nighttime lamp for it. Uh, she's got a pretty cozy setup. <sighs> uh, next on the Discord, uh, Fried Shrimp 38 also asks all the places I've been, all the places I've lived, and the different vibes they've had. So I guess we could start off with where I grew up, which was. Uh, Corona, California, Riverside County, big, like, cookie-cutter suburbs kind of thing. 
Um, I didn't like it. It was, I mean, like, it was comfortable, but, like, it was hot and gross, and it was a very, like... I, if I'm going to describe it as anything, like, you know the neighborhoods they show in Weeds all the time, or, like, in the first season of Weeds? Where it's, like, cookie-cutter houses, and fucking clone moms, and, like, you know, like, jockey boys, and bratty girls, and all that shit. Like, that's that's most of what I grew up in, in until about age 11. I was also... Uh, living with shared custody with my dad and my grandparents raised me in Little Saigon, California. And I loved that. Like, there was always good food and good people. And <sighs> I like it. I loved it. I loved living in Little Saigon. I, If I could, like, move Little Saigon out of California and into Idaho, I would love it. Um, Little Saigon, by the way, if you don't know, is where a lot of the Vietnamese uh, refugees ended up after the Vietnam War. Um you know, the war that the United States started and prosecuted and escalated. Um, people are talking about my, my shirt in the chat, and the good news is I have plenty of these. I have, like, five of these because they're hella cheap from Walmart, and I've just bought them throughout the years. I'm wearing a, wearing a very airy uh, Aloha shirt today. Uh, after living there... My stupid ass incubator moved out to Idaho, and that vibe was real bad. I was going to middle school out here, out in Eden, Idaho, a little itty bitty farm town. Got called the Fsler all the time for being from California and dressing different, and hated it. I was just bullied for like two years straight living here. Um, house is falling apart, family's falling apart, so ended up going from there to back to my dad and he moved us out to Huntington Beach, California which is like Surf City, USA. He was really scared of me going to um, school in Santa Ana, California because there was a big game problem and like he wouldn't have been as worried if I like presented as mostly Asian or mostly Cuban because then like at least the Vietnamese gangs or maybe the Asian gangs could have my back but he was like you kind of look like both so no one will take you and you'll just get jumped all the time and like, you're not a fighter, like me, because my dad grew up like a gangbanger, because he, you know, was moved to, like, he ended up in Los Angeles when he was, like, five, not speaking any English, uh, in, like, the 70s, and grew up in the 80s, so he grew up really hard, <laughs> like, my dad was, my dad had a hard life, Did, I think he just flashed the stream, babe, I Well, hopefully I don't get banned, but let's just, just walk out of the cave and flashed the stream. <laughs> Oops. Um, but we were in Huntington Beach, and Huntington Beach was rad. Um, I loved it when I was naive, and like now I look back and I hate it because it was just like, you know, like, haha, we're such mellow surfers, and things are rad, and honestly, it was just like... It was white privilege land, like, like beautiful area, beautiful place, but like, it's like one of those gross areas, totally segregated off from anything else, and like all the ugliness, like they treat their homeless and their poor horribly and stuff. Why are you always streaming? I told you I would be doing it. I, it's been hours. It's been like thirty-five minutes. It's been hours. I'm recording it. Um, okay, bye. bye, baby. <laughs> 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 
Anyway, um, I don't know. Huntington Beach was like nice and safe. I went to a good high school, had good friends, uh, and then moved back to Idaho when I was like 16, 17. No, I think it was 15 going on 16, and proceeded to go back to being bullied at like this, like, because I went back to the same school I was at in high school, and the itty bitty farm school I went to, Valley High School, was just. It was one of those K through 12 schools, and like, the classes are so small. Like, I graduated with a class of like fucking 18, dude. So like, I had the same fucking bullies when I moved back, and I had to work with that. And I was admittedly a piece of shit as well. Like, I was a womanizing horrible person, and I'm not gonna, I'm never gonna disregard that. Um, I remember like the most key part of going to high school was we had a kid, a farm kid who was, I guess, riding in the dump section of, like, a tractor. Like, the little, like, blade in front. He was riding in that while his dad was driving it. And then, like, I guess he fell out and his dad ran him over and killed him. And, like, I have a weird association with death where, like, I don't think it's... I don't fucking care, I guess. Like, I, I think it sucks for the family that's left behind and all that, but whatever. But, like, I remember I was on the bus one day and I was talking to someone. I was like, yeah... I sure hope the dad doesn't start dealing with, like, a trauma and alcoholism problem. And everyone interpreted that as, like, he thinks his dad is a drunk that killed his son. And that caused me so much hell going to school. Uh, I was so glad to get out of high school. I, I wouldn't have gone to prom if my best friend at the time hadn't have asked me to go with her. And I wouldn't have gone to graduation if, like, my mom and the principal hadn't pleaded with me to, to walk. Uh... I don't know, I lived around this area, which has a weird vibe where sometimes it feels really great and other times it's the worst place in the world. Uh, joined the Navy, went to boot camp in Illinois. I mean, I was in boot camp, so I can't really tell you anything about Illinois. Went to A school and a TAD squadron and C school in Jacksonville, Florida. Or, so I went to A school in Pensacola, Florida, which is like in the middle of the Gulf and like it's a party town and party city and... I never really experienced it because I spent all my weekends there staying on base, doing volunteer work, specifically at this really cool museum we had. Um, it was an aviation museum, so like they had all these rad, like refurbished planes from all the way back the first World War days and threw on. So it was really cool. I, I don't regret it at all. Um, then went to Jacksonville, Florida for my temporary duty squadron, which was VP 30. And then C school to learn to work on the P8 Poseidon, and that was cool. Like, I I definitely that's definitely where I developed my alcohol problem because I was I was just drinking a lot and partying because it was it's Jacksonville, Florida, and like everyone there is beautiful and everyone's having a great time, and it was I had an overall good time, but like I that was a bad time for me when it came to alcohol and also sex because I was. I was a promiscuous person, and that's also where my assault happened, so that's cool, and we're going to move on. Uh, but yeah, I had a really cool girlfriend in Jacksonville. Um, like, uh, her name was Chrissy, she was a realtor, she was super cool, Like, and she was like, hey, like, I know you're leaving in a few months, but like, I still want to date you, I think it'd be fun. It was a really fun relationship. Um, and it was really healthy, because, like, after I'd moved to Washington and I was starting to start seeing a new girl, I was talking to her. I was like, hey, I hope this doesn't bother you or doesn't, like, upset you or anything. She was like, I'm just happy I got to love you. And that was beautiful. So, uh, then I was living in Washington for a while, because uh, I was stationed there. And it was, like, 
it was cool at first because like pine trees and mountains and PNW vibes and blah 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 blah. But I was also stationed on an island, so getting on and off of it was hell because like it itty bitty island with a big navy base on it and everything gets old after a while and like when you have to drive an hour hour and a half to do anything else it sucks um that's where i met alexis and stuff so that's rad uh now i'm back in idaho so that's about all i got for that um trying to think of anything else i could talk about i don't think i got anything else folks um this is kind of the the first episode back after a while of not doing it. And, uh, yeah. I think I'll just end it here. If you're listening, you're probably already on the Discord, but if you're not, we have a super cool Discord called the Queer Cooperative. You can find it on my TikTok page, uh, at Monty the Ho. Um, yeah, I can't, I can't think of anything else to say, so I'm just gonna awkwardly leave you guys on a hookah drag. And, uh, have a great day, everybody.